where a date she's Solomon and Adwa. Adwa and Solomon, Solomon. And you're listening to Afro Mythos, the podcast where we discuss all things African mythology, folklore, and culture. Yes. Thank you for taking the time out to explore this amazing world of us. Yep. And if you're a regular listener, then thank you for being so patient with us. It's been a while. We're moving studios again. We're again, again. Yeah. Doing all that. It's just been longer. <laughs> yes. Um, check out um, our episode out with Diane with the Divine podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did that one recently, I think. It was about over a month ago now, um, but it was... Recent enough. Recent um, enough. Yeah, it was a really good episode about... Um, stuff we learned about uh, yeah we learned about the gin yeah it was the yeah gin. she told us a cool story about the gins we talked about food it was great yeah. so check it out um so this week we'll be telling you some folk tales about the afterlife and ancestral spirits following on from our last episode which was legend of the worst king yes and we spoke about everything to do with all of that all of that it was a good episode yeah i enjoyed it it was, it was great okay without further ado Let's get into this yes. minisode yes, and read or listen to some folk tales. Okay, so I will go first. So this folk tale is called How a Girl Reached the Land of Ghosts and Came Back. So I thought it was fitting, you know. Mm, I like that. Um, so it's from the Chaga people in Tanzania. Tanzania. Can never say this. Tanzania. Tanzania. They say it two ways. Tanzania or Tanzania. Tanzania. Uh, I, say Tanzania. I don't think anyone says Tanzania. Okay, I say Tanzania. I'm not sure if that's how, but that's how Tanzania. I've yeah. never heard that. <laughs> that sounds like an accent. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, so it's Tanzania. I don't know where Tanzania is. My bad. Tanzania. 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 I just remember them saying it on, um, is it? Whoa, it was rich 11 Af- hours ago. Was, was it Crazy Rich? Crazy, oh, um, Young Rich, rich and African. African. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never. Oh, it's, so it's near it's Kenya. East. It's near Malawi. Yeah. Oh. East Africa on the coast. Nice. The more you know. Okay. Well, you know. that's where the story's from. And it's called How a Girl Reached the Land of the Ghost and Came Back. So Marway and her brother were ordered by their parents to watch the bean field and drive away the monkeys. So they kept at their post for the greater part of the day. But as their mother had not given them any food to take with them, they got very hungry. So they dug up the burrows of the field rats, caught some, caught some rats, made a fire, roasted it, and ate them. Nasty. I know, right? I mean, okay. who is that hungry? You know what? Fair okay. enough. No. You know not judge, yeah. not judge. <laughs> <laughs> Then, of course, they're very thirsty, so they went to a pool and drank. And it was some distance away, so when they came back, they found that the monkeys had descended um, on the bean patch and stripped it bare. So they were terribly frightened, and Marway said, let's go and jump into the pool great reaction but her brother thought it would be better to go home without being seen and listen to what their parents were saying so they went up to the hut and listened through a gap in the banana leaves of the thatch father and mother were both very angry they said what are we to do with such good for nothing creatures shall we beat them or shall we strangle them the creatures they don't talk about the monkeys as far as children aren't they in my head, I thought I thought we were talking about the, ch- the monkeys. Because okay. obviously the monkeys ate the beans. Okay, okay. I hope they're talking about Because if they talk about the children... But it's, I guess as a little child, you probably think they're talking about that yeah. you, you, not the Fair monkeys. Enough. But mm-hmm. it makes more sense that they're talking about the monkeys. Yeah, I hope so. So the children did not wait to hear any more, but rushed off to the pool. Marwe threw herself in, but her brother's courage failed him, and he ran back home and told the parents, Marwe has gone into the pool. They went down at once, quite forgetting the hasty words 
provoked by the sudden discovery of their loss and called again and again, Marwe, come home. Never mind about the beans, we can plant the patch again. This makes me think they were talking about the children. Yeah, I think they were talking about them okay. children. Damn. And also, it's it, it, it was it's given. I'll do it if 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 you do it. Like I'll jump if you jump. Yeah. I and mean, the guy just didn't, didn't jump. jump. Yeah. So they were looking for her, but there was no answer. Day after day, the father went down to the pool and called her. Sorry, day after day, the father went down to the pool and called her, always in vain. Marwe had gone into the country of the ghosts. So you entered it at the bottom of the pool. And before she had gone very far, she came to a hut where an old woman lived with a number of children. This is at the bottom of the pool. So this old woman called her in and told her that she, she can stay with her. The next day, she sent out with the others to gather firewood, but said, you don't need to do anything. Let the others do the work. Marwe, however, did her part with the rest and the same when they were sent out to cut grass and perform any other tasks. So she was offered food from time to time but always made some excuse for refusing it. The living who reach the land of the dead can never leave it again if they eat while they're there. That sounds like a... It sounds like another folklore or something in Greek mythology. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Not Persephone. Yeah. Like her something about... Yeah, yeah. And being trapped in the underworld. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So time went on until one day she began to go weary and said to the other girls, I would like to go home. The girls advised her to go and tell the old woman, which she did, and the old woman had no objection, but asked her, shall I hit you with the cold water or the hot? Mm. I know. And Marwe asked to be hit with the cold. The woman told her to dip her arms into a pot, and standing beside her, she did so, and drew them out. Wait, sorry. <laughs> what the hell? You know when it's written in, like, not correct English? So the woman told her to dip her arms into a pot she had standing beside her. She did so and drew them out and ca- she, she did so and when she took her arms out basically there was bangles all over her hands. Mm-hmm. Right. So she was then told to dip her feet and found her ankle her ankles were too like adorned with copper chains and fine brass. So the woman gave her a skin petticoat with, worked with beads and said your future husband is called Sawaye. It is he who will carry you home. So she went you recognize this story? Yes I do. Yeah so did I. But I don't know why I recognize it. I remember it from yeah. From where? I think you said you said it. Have I said the story before? I it's possible. Because as I was reading it, I was like it's the possible. last part of it I remember, but I don't know if it's just like similar to other stories. It, it rang a bell when she went into the river. Yeah. But then it sounded different from the one I heard before. Yeah. But then. I think maybe you read it from a different book, but it was the same story, but a different way of saying it. I'm um, editor. Yeah. Carry on. I think so. Because when, when I was reading it, I was really like, anyway, sorry. So she, <laughs> <laughs> she went with her to the pool, rose to the surface and left her sitting on the bank. So it happened that there was a famine in the land. So when someone saw Mare, they ran to the village saying that there's a girl seated by the pool, richly dressed and wearing the most beautiful ornaments which no one else in the countryside could afford. The people have imparted with all their valuables to the coast traders in a time of scarcity. So the whole population turned out with the chief at their head. They were filled with admiration of her beauty. They all greeted her most respectfully and the chief wanted to carry her home, but she refused. Others offered, but she would not listen to anyone until a certain man came along who was known as Sawaye. Now, Sawaye was disfigured with a disease from which, he called, from which was called Waye hence his name, Sawaye Waye. 
Um, and as soon as he saw Maui, he said, as soon as Maui saw him, she said, that is my husband. So he picked her up and carried her home and married her. Sawaye soon lost his disfiguring skin disease and appeared as the handsomest man in the clan. With the old lady's bangles, they bought a fine herd of cattle and built themselves the best house in the village and they would have lived happily ever after if some of his neighbours had not envied him and plotted to kill him. And they succeeded. They killed Sawaye. Oh, damn. Yeah. But his faithful wife found means to revive him and hid him in the inner compartment of the heart. Then when the enemies came to divide the spoil and carry Maui off to be given to the chief and his wife, Sawaye came out fully armed and killed them all. After which he and Maui were left in peace. Nice. Yeah, I think... So, yeah. That's yeah. the story. It's yeah. definitely similar. Like, but there, was, there was a different ending in the office. Yeah, this was a different ending. And the beginning didn't ring as much of a bell. Like how they got mm-hmm. to the pool and how it ended was different. But the yeah. middle part seemed similar. Because what was like, what struck a chord in my mind was when she was like hot or cold. Yeah. Because I feel like I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I remember in the other version, it was longer because I think she brought him back from the land of the dead or something like that. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. Um Interesting. But yeah, apologies if I said the same story. No, it's, um, it's actually different. It's actually different. Same but different. Yeah, no, no, yeah. this one's actually different. Yeah. But it was interesting and... Very interesting. Yeah. I did want to talk about something else, but it was just so hard to find. <laughs> That's fine. No, no, <laughs> so I used the book, yeah. So, so great one. Um, Great one, great one, great one. Yeah, nice and so short. Why you, you know, I remember the name vividly. Yeah, there's parts of it that I really I was getting flashbacks to the story, yeah. but right. I think this yeah. is a shorter version. Yeah, abridged. Yeah, abridged. But most likely, the people that are listening haven't heard it. Before. Exactly. So because it was most likely previous season anyway. Mm, so yeah, yeah. But if you heard it, let us know. Yeah, <laughs> and let us know what was different. <laughs> okay. Okay. Your turn. My turn. My turn. My turn. Where are you taking us? Oh, this is my screen. Um, I am taking us to South Sudan. Ooh. To the Nuer people. Nuer spelled N-U-E-R. Okey-dokes. People of South Sudan. And the folk tale I'm telling is to do with a rope, heaven, and I think it's a jackal. It's always a jackal, isn't it? Yeah, so it's always like a jackal or hyena type. Yeah. Um, thing um but there's like an abridged version of it you know an extended yeah. version taken from different um sources um found and in the end i also say there's two different endings mm. two different possible endings and which i found really interesting let's hear it <clears throat> without further ado here's my folktale so the broken the broken bridge between the earth and the sky um, so, in a time when the world was young and the boundaries between the realms were blurred, there existed a remarkable rope. This rope, a creation like no other, was woven from the tender hues of the sunrise and the calm colours of the sunset. It soared above a magnificent bridge linking the newer people of the lush Nile Valley to the ethereal domain of Quoth, the ancient spirits of the sky. I also have some images here. Okay. I've had some images. Don't load up. <laughs> um, yeah, that can sort of help as well. Okay. So, to the newer people, this rope was not merely a physical structure, 
were a sacred connection to the heavens. It symbolized the eternal bond between them and Quoth, their celestial guardian. They revered it as a pathway to divinity, a testament to the harmonious relationship between the mortal and the divine. In this golden age, the shadow of death was unknown to the newer people. As they aged, their bodies grew weary. They found solace in the embrace of the robe. Climbing with reverence and awe, they ascended to the kingdom of Kwa, a realm beyond human imagination. Here, amongst the swelling galaxies and starlit um, gardens, they received the gifts of rejuvenation. Their spirits, touched by the light of the cosmos, were renewed and their youths restored. So they would climb up this rope um, when they grew old, um, sort of like bust in this heaven, yeah. and then sort of like got reborn or came down younger and more youthful. Wow. Um, yeah, so Quoth, um, whose wisdom spanned the ages, watched over this cycle of renewal with pride and affection. His kingdom, a wonder of celestial beauty, was a heaven for the souls of the earth, a place where time and age held no sway. But the tapestry of faith is woven with threads of unpredictability, and a sly hyena, with eyes that twinkled with cunning, stumbled upon this divine rope. Intrigued and driven by a sense of mischief, he began to climb, his laughter echoing between the realms. <laughs> Sprinkle. I think of like the Lion King kind yeah. laughing. Um, a weaver bird, also um, vibrant and quick witted, joined him on this daring ascent. I'm not sure why the, the weaver bird was important, but in all the versions, they always made sure that there was like a vibrant bird with, okay. with the hyena. Fair enough. Maybe they come in pairs in. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Like yeah. a symbiotic relationship. Uh-huh. So. Their arrival in the heavenly realm stirred a storm of disturbance. The tranquility of Quoth's domain was shattered, his celestial subjects thrown into disarray, and Quoth, upon witnessing this intrusion, roared with a thunderous fury that shook the heavens. The hyena and the weaver bird, gripped by fear, hurried back down to earth. But in a reckless act of defiance, the hyena gnawed at the rope, severing the sacred link. And as the rope tumbled down, it unraveled. Its strands scattering across the sky, becoming the stars we see today. The newer people who had once climbed to the heavens now gazed upwards in despair. The bridge that connected them to the divine, the pathway to their immortality, was gone. They mourned the loss of this celestial bond, their hearts heavy, with the realization that the cycle of life and death was now an unchangeable truth. This profound loss marked the turning point in the newer's existence. They began to see life as precious, fleeting journeys, and they learned to cherish each moment. Stories of the rope and, the, and their celestial adventures became a part of the oral traditions, like a narrative that is now passed down um, through generations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the story mm-hmm. um, as I said there are two versions of this story um, of how the rope gets cut the first is a simpler one to do with the hyena who cuts the rope as a you know, prank as part of his mischief um, and this tale sort of tells us to be like wary of hyenas as in yeah, in like, yeah. Um, but it also tells us that you know like a perfect paradise um, is not possible 
always possible. And it reminds us that there's always forces in the world working towards chaos. So, you know, we should always, um, we should not always expect like an orderly world. But sometimes stuff happens, you know. Um, The second story for how the rope is cut is that there was a girl, a female deity who went down to the earth with her friends to find food you know from this heavenly realm down to earth and as deities did regularly back then in that golden age while on earth the girl meets a man and falls in love and has <clears throat> with him and refuses to coitus as- coitus with him and refuses to ascend the rope back into heaven um, with her friends so her friends become quite frustrated with her and sever the rope instead oh leaving uh, yeah they sever the rope leaving humans to their imperfect mortal lives but are they trapped in the world as well? no they go up oh, and okay, cut okay, it okay, okay. so basically it's the, the other story is just like a story of friends jealousy and so yeah like cutting the rope so that she now she has to suffer she have to go down yeah um, on earth they said pick your man yep but suffer wow suffer okay. down there with him like she changed <laughs> yep yep Wow, that yeah. was a great. So there's a yeah, that was actually really lovely. That is the myth. Story. I liked I liked it. Um, I think it would make a really good like series, like a mini series. Yeah, like yeah. just exploring the concept of like this rope and people can go up. Like, I think it's a really cool concept. Yeah, I think I like, think it was really cool. Yeah, I think what I find also interesting about it is it solves like the idea of a rope is similar to the Yoruba um, creation story where. They come down a chain, like a yes. golden chain. Yes. Oh, the yeah. The link between heaven and earth is through a golden chain, golden chain, which I find really, really interesting. It's quite uh, similar, but just different yeah. vibe. And also, I'm getting a little bit of Jack and the Beanstalk vibes going on here. Okay. With the okay. hyenas climbing up there and then cutting All the right. beanstalk okay. down. I don't know. Something's there. Something's there. Something's okay. there. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it was a good story. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I loved I, it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that felt really quick. That but, was. You know, it is a mini episode, so it's a very brief episode. Yeah. yeah. Mini episode. So yeah, that is yeah. actually all from us. So we do hope you enjoyed this mini-sode. Let us know how you found this mini-sode by leaving a lovely review. Yep. Just and do it. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> like I said. Um, you can stay up to date with us and what's going on in our studio by following us on TikTok, Instagram at adechi.telier. Um, we were planning on doing one final full episode before the end of the year. But I don't think we can. We we're going on some travels. Yes, we are. (laughs) For Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) But if we can, we will. If we can't, we'll see you in the new year. year. And we hope you have a happy holidays and a great new year as well. Yes. So thank you so much for listening to us. And we hope that you enjoyed this little bite-sized treat of an episode. Yeah. And we also hope you enjoyed, you know our podcast this year yeah we really tried to be consistent and i think it was all right (laughs) (laughs) onto this little last part Uh, but yeah i I enjoyed this this season i enjoyed the season i enjoyed the new um style style. that we've explored yeah the new pantheons we've learned about the new stories we've uncovered yeah it's been great Um, yeah it's been amazing yeah Um, tell us what your best story or your best myth or your best 
yeah. of knowledge that you've what had you've learned, the best thing you've learned from my podcast. Yeah. That'd be really good to know. And what you want us to talk about next time as well. Yes. Is there any things yeah. you want us to focus on? Mm-hmm. We'll look into it. Yeah. So until next time, and as always, thank you for taking the time to explore the wonderful world of African, African mythology, mythology with, with us, us. Your hosts, Solomon Adrian, and Adra. Adrian Solomon. Solomon Whatever and Adra. way you want to say it. Adra, Whichever Solomon. way you want to say Adra it. Solomon. Thank Goodbye. you very much. Goodbye.